Hello, welcome and namaste. Thank you for joining Light Laughter and Lattes today, Wednesday the 26th. And if you're catching us live or in the archives at another time on Oneness Talk Radio YouTube, Oneness Talk Radio Facebook, OnenessTalkRadio.com, Spotify, Apple, we're grateful. I am your host today, Patty Markham-Peterson, and I'm here bundled up in a warm sweater and a cup of tea. It's chilly here in, in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and I wanted to chat today about heartbreak, heart loss, heart loss, heartache. We can't get through the human experience without it. And I know that I see this in my my work. I am a medical intuitive, a quantum healer, transformational life coach, spiritual coach. We do workshops, and I'm an author. I wrote a book about my journey through grief and where it got me, and it's called Expanding Hearts, One Woman's Journey from Grief to Transformation. And so what I wanted to start with today is that I put what I thought were like three real key areas or themes of how do we heal through this, get through this, so we don't stay mired in this deep muck of heartache and pain. Because, you know, our heart is a is a portal. Our heart heals others. It adds to the collective. And so we are worth working through these feelings of loss, grief, um, being devastated. And, you know, what I'm going to share is a little more from breakups in romantic partnerships and, and, and death. And yet, um, you know, there's so many other ways that we have loss and grief and heartbreak it can be a career, um, a loss of a pet, losing our home even, you know, there's, there's many, many ways that we do suffer griefs and, and they all apply here. And the first tenant, the first key, if we want to heal through this and get to a place of acceptance and beyond is we must honor all of the emotions. And I remember early days of my grief, I was, um, 41, had six children between the ages of seven and 17, and my 38-year-old husband died suddenly in a car crash. And and I was so, um, my whole world had shattered. We had a good marriage, and, you know, he, he was supposed to be here to help me raise these kids, right? And And I started reading books on grief at the time. And I know I probably wasn't absorbing a whole lot because early in loss and grief, you can have this shock, this denial. Anyway, what I remembered the most was that, you know, everybody's saying you can't get around grief, under grief, over grief. You have to get through it. And so to get through it, we've got to feel those emotions, really connect with them. And and there's a myriad of them. There's some would explain it as these waves. You you know the waves initially are huge and big, and then the waves may get a little uh, further apart. Waves of grief, um, overwhelm, loss, and then they get a little softer and further apart as we process through these emotions. And as I mentioned, one of the first emotions we often have or states is the shock and this denial. 
And even, you know, if it's a romantic breakup, that very much can be the case, right? And, um, and then anger. Anger is a big one. What do we do with that? If we deny or stuff our emotions, they can cause illness. If we don't acknowledge them, and then we have another loss down the road, that unhealed can come up with that other loss. So say we had one loss, breakup, something, and we didn't deal with it. We just continue to not acknowledge the emotions, stuff them, self-medicate, whatever. And then another loss comes along, the loss of a pet, and we can be even more devastated than we than we may have been otherwise, where we, everything just comes up at once. I had some old other traumas come up during my grief, unhealed um, prior of sexual abuse that um, just, you know, while I was open and healing from my grief, it, it came up. So it's wise to connect with all the emotions. You know, I just learned today that there are rooms called rage rooms for that anger. You know, I, I advise all my clients to, um, you know, hit pillows, get a punching bag, Go in your car and scream if it's not safe to do so. We don't want this anger coming out sideways at somebody we love. And so the more that we can vent it in a safe place and just allow it to come out. I know for some it's hard. Some will say, I dare not go there because I'm afraid it'll never stop. Trust me, it'll stop. But there may be another layer that comes later. I I used to stomp in the backwoods in the winter. I remember this, you know, with my uh, snowshoes on, screaming. And my anger was at God at the time. I felt he took my husband. I remember um, being even angry that my husband left. You know, it, it doesn't have to make sense, but just that we acknowledge these emotions and honor them. The um, There can be some depression. And it's more of a situational depression. We go into those periods and yet not staying. Now, there's complicated grief and loss if we stay in some of these states that definitely need extra help and support. And um, what are some of those other stages of grief? The anger, um, it starts in denial or shock, the anger, the bargaining, the bargaining. You know, I went through a romantic breakup in college, and I remember thinking, you know, after he dumped me, and I would picture all these things, you know, oh, God, if you gave them back to me, this, that, whatever. Or or I pictured, oh, me having something happen to me. I'm in the hospital and he's so devastated. And I thought, that's so weird. But later, as I was reading an article about breakups, I heard that's fairly common. So it is what it is. You know, our mind and our emotions, it'll go through a lot of, we're not, you know, we're used to, we're, you know, we have all these dreams and hopes in this one. And all of a sudden they're gone. So everything starts coming up for us to look at. So be with those emotions, vent, scream, cry, tears literally have healing properties, chemicals in them. Everything is so divine. Um, Be aware where we self-medicate. You know, I know common would be, you know, drugs, alcohol, but there's so many ways we self-medicate from just numbing ourselves, you know, watching Netflix to perhaps it's gambling, sex, whatever. And I've seen it all and we're not judging it. But are we aware of that that's what we're doing in order not to feel? That my life feels, I can't handle this reality that I'm going, I'm, I need to medicate in some way. And, and there are times 
that by doing that, it kept the person alive until they were ready to face all that they needed to to feel the the loss, the being left. I felt like my whole life was shattered to a million pieces, and I didn't even know how to begin. And you know, that ties then into um, you know the second key, which is support, 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 and with that receiving receiving. I know for myself, it was really hard to ask for support. Yet I was fortunate that many people showed up and just started to do things for me from watch my children to clean my home to um, fixing my furnace. Um, But can we really start to ask for that what we need? You know, on a lot of the movies we see after a breakup, you know, especially the woman will call her friends and say, okay, bring over the ice cream and the junk food and let's Netflix together. And and that support comes together is so helpful. And to just hold space. We don't have to fix it. We just hold space because when we're hurting, we often need to just share. And in that, there's a healing And that tends to be a little more common with the feminine, you know, where we talk and we feel better and masculine as an overall, not usually as common. Let's hope that they can. Sometimes men need to go into action more to be able to connect with their emotions. I've heard that they can do it more if they're throwing a ball, if they're out cutting grass, then they can process it a little more. So understand that if you're a man or somebody around you and, and you're both going through a loss, female to male, and you do it very differently. Healing our hearts, there's no cookie cutter way. Each one is unique in how we do it in our timeline. I remember thinking, okay, I worked with hospice. I'm very educated in death and dying. And I sat by the bedside of many people who had transitioned. And that was actually a beautiful experience. And yet, so here I'm going through this major life loss for me of my husband dying. And I thought, I'm going to get through this faster. I'm going to get through it quicker. And so I'm reading everything I could. And I joined a support group, which is fantastic. Yet it still had its journey. It still did for years for me. You know, there's layers, there's pieces. And to understand that. And so, you know, support can be joining a group like that. I highly recommend grief groups if um, you're going through a death or a loss. It, being with others that understand what we're going through was very helpful. I really wanted, I really only really listened deeply to people that could understand something like that a little more. Others, you know, receive their support and everything, of course, but it just, it's different when somebody walked through similar paths. I know there's divorce groups. A friend of mine runs a divorce care group and how that helped him so much when he went through it that he became a facilitator to do that. And again, you're gathering people who understand and can support each other and be there just to hold space and hopefully work on some strategies of healthy ways to connect with who we are. Now, there might come a time if you're in a group and And for me, it was like when there was newer people in grief and then I had been down the road a little ways, I started to realize this wasn't uplifting me as much. I felt heavier and harder for me to be in that deep grief with people in the deep, new, fresh grief. 
And in some groups, you might notice they stay more in that victim or blame. Um, you know, just noticing if that's happening, if that's in your highest good or not to, to continue to do that. You know, other ways we receive support is by the universe. How about nature? You know, the, the beautiful cycles of nature, being out there and seeing these cycles and connecting, I found very healing for heart pain. And also our angelic guides, our helpers. I remember being so uh, devastated, laying on the floor and in total surrender, truly, because it's like, okay, God, I don't know what else to do. I cannot go on. I'm just going to lay here. And I would feel this soft, loving essence. And there were times I actually felt I was being rocked. That's a gift I received. I started to open to the realms beyond me more than I would have in other ways. It was actually profound and started to see angels. And this was some of the gifts I received. Thank you. Thank you for joining in the chat. We appreciate you being here, being with me. So support, another practice. I love this one. I didn't know it when I was going through deep grief, but um, it's called, well, you take, you know, it's hard to ask for support. I, I remember this well. I knew I couldn't do things because grief, loss, it's exhausting. The physical body gets exhausted. So if you have anybody around you that's going through deep grief, loss, just pay, know that that's happening. Offer to help them with simple chores. Some of those chores can feel monumental. The mind has a hard time focusing. And so can we, if we're going through something, can we ask those that we love for something we need. So the practice I saw was where you take, you know, three by five cards. And when you think of something you need, you write it on a card, another card, um, you know, getting the groceries, uh, help with taxes, watching my children, deep cleaning my bathroom, whatever it is. And you write it on these cards. And then somebody comes over and say, because people will, if you're going through a loss and you have loved ones, they want to help. They feel better. Allow them to help. Receive, receive, receive. And you just hand them that card and trust that that they'll feel so much better if they do that. I remember thinking that there were so many people that helped me in so many ways. And I kept thinking, how am I going to pay these people back? How can I ever pay all these people back? And what I was told was that we stop the hand of God, universe, spirit, whatever you want to call it, when we don't receive. So a huge tenant to healing through heartache, heartbreak is to receive. And not only from others, but from yourself. Can you start to feel your true essence, that infinite self, wrap the physical in such love can I give myself some support? What do I give to myself? What does myself need? How about a massage? How about energy work? I can personally say the days I had a massage were more of my uplifting days, the days I knew I'd make it. I wasn't so distraught. And, and that was a gift. I had a dear massage therapist friend who said, every week I'll come and give you a massage. I looked forward to that day. 
So no matter, you know, what type of loss you're going through, tend to the body, receive, ask, you know, for what it is you need, what might support you. But human touch, especially if you're, you know, going through a breakup, that human touch on your skin is very healing. And science shows that too. Remember to just tend to whatever your needs are, ask for support, help. Receive, receive from the universe, from nature, from yourself. Um, Another thing within that is, you know, trying new experiences. Is there something new? Perhaps a friend says, let's go try this. I highly recommend it. Trying something new enhances the dopamine in our brain, these feeling good neurotransmitters. And so I remember times, you know, it's like, ah, I don't want to do anything. And then somebody says, yes, you are. Yes, you are. And we went, I went out with this group and I laughed like I hadn't ever laughed in, in months. And how healing that is. We know that laughter helps endorphins also. And so get out, maybe go to a comedy club, watch, watch, you know, uh, something funny, a comedy to the movies and just connecting and letting go for a minute and getting lost in some of that laughter is extremely healing. I, you know, I remember my college breakup and I, um, I just laid on the couch. I would visit mom and dad and I'd lay on that couch moaning and, and all lost in my loss. And my mother would be, you know, dragging me off that couch and say, nope, you're not allowed to do this. We're going to go do something. We're going to go have some good food. And we're, and that was actually good for me. You know, we might need to play, you know, the victim and, and what for a little while. And yet feel the emotion. Don't stay swimming in them forever. If we stay stuck in the anger, the, the loss, the grief for extended period of time, and we can't attend to our day to day, then There's a complicated grief and that needs professional support. Okay. And then the third tenet. So we have, you know, honor the emotions, the first key to healing through heartbreak. Then we have support, receiving support, connecting with support. And then the third big piece is this rebuilding phase. You know, some of the grief books will talk about acceptance. Um, And within that, this rebuilding is is this forgiveness um, and claiming the gifts. There are always a gift. You know, our soul is is there putting us, us, you know, as we go through these situations saying, you can do it. This is part of your soul's journey for you, for your growth, for your expansion to discover who you are. And it's the humanness that is experiencing all the, the loss, the grief, the everything like that. And so in this rebuilding forgiveness to find the gifts, it takes time. You know, um, I would find little gifts, you know, after my husband died in things that he had done or um, left uh, dying, you know, just the way it happened where it was on the job and that financially was better supportive, you know, that was one gift, you know, so all along seeing some of the gifts there. However, what, what am I developing in me through this heartache? Whatever the heartache is, what is a positive quality I am developing in me? And sometimes a pretty universal one that I'm hearing from people is compassion. Wow, 
I really get what other people walk through when they lost a loved one, when they had a breakup, when they lost their job. I really get it deeper now. I I can so much more empathize, have compassion for where they're at. That's a big one. And for me, it was a process of unwinding parts of my life that weren't in alignment with my authentic self. I started to have experiences beyond the physical of, as I mentioned, you know, seeing angels, having beautiful experiences of serendipitous events, finding things that I didn't know, um, synchronicities. And I, so I opened to this grander connection and I'm, I wanted to understand this more. I had um, greater healing capacities come through me. My hands would heat up. Um, and then if I put them on people, they could feel that so much more and felt they felt healed. My intuition expanded. And so I wanted to continue that. I knew this was vital. I was having a crack open into the infinite from where I was before. And so many of my old beliefs around God, death, were gone, were being uh, challenged, I guess would be a word. And, and that too was a grief. Oh my gosh, you know, everything I knew up until this point isn't really in alignment with my truth now. And to, to process through that, to trust ourselves, what, what is true, true for us. And so in that, then there might be many griefs because sometimes we step away from people and all old um, connections. For me, it was my whole uh, church spiritual connection that I stepped away from because I was opening up to a, a grander new perspective for myself. So that all took time. In essence, through my husband dying in, in an untimely way, I found me. And, and so what am I developing in me through this grief, this loss? Keep, you know, the more we ask that, even through for simple challenges through the day, you know, we have friction with somebody. What is it I'm developing me? Maybe more patience, maybe more self-acceptance. So that's a, a common, um, a, a good question just to keep asking ourselves. And then can we forgive ourselves? So, you know, I, I've witnessed some parents very close to me, a brother and others lose a child young and parents are often hard on themselves. You know, then that's part of the process of going, could I have done something else? What else should I have done? And can we get to the point, you know, go through that. Don't stay hopefully in a forever start trusting Everything is divine. I've been by the bedside of people dying and they have a little choice around some of that on a soul level. And I would witness so many hospice patients waiting until somebody got home to die or on the other side, waiting until everybody cleared the room. My father did this. I slept for, I fell asleep for half hour and he chose to leave during that time. And we had been by his bedside. And as soon as we left for a little while, he left. So we have trusting that everything's in this divine order for a grander picture that we may not see. And so for beating ourselves up, you know, saying, I should have said this, I should have done that. Give yourself some mercy, lots of mercy. I unconditionally forgive myself for my role in, 
I know I did the best I knew how with my consciousness at that time. And forgive, forgive, forgive. And then, you know, forgiving the others. I walked through my own forgiveness, of you know, toward my husband for exiting so early and not helping me raise children or being there for us to golf together in retirement or whatever, you know. And how about the breakups? Can we get to the point where we we usually can't forgive until we've claimed more of the gifts? At least that's what I've seen. You know, what did I develop? What was the positive that came through this heartache and this pain? And then, then we can forgive them. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, those that have had, uh, you know, prior traumas, and if there's been a perpetrator, that can, you know, takes some work to get to our, through all of our healing before we can say, okay, I release them. I forgive them. I'm no longer carrying this. I know they were a traumatized person and I let this go. So that's such a huge part of the heart. Having this healing is through the forgiveness process. It affects our other chakras too. As I mentioned, I'm a medical intuitive. And and as I scan chakras, a couple of them, especially the third eye here, can be congested when we haven't forgiven those close to us. Energy gets tied up off to the side and doesn't nourish our endocrine system. So as I said earlier, Anything that's stuffed, denied, can contribute to illnesses, disease, imbalances, congested energy. And if we don't deal with it now, it'll get its way with us in some way. Just like I've also heard people say, my cancer was one of my biggest gifts. Now, there's a grief with an illness, right? Oh my gosh, I, you know, I can't do this. I had these dreams, whatever. And yet, when we really start to gain, the, see some of the insights, the connection, what it's teaching us, then we can let, I mean, those emotions feel safe to come up. We stopped stuffing them. We held ourselves in safety to just feel the emotions, connect with them, and healing can happen. Science notes has shown us that stuffed emotions, often angers are tied to some forms of cancers. Now, I'm not a doctor. I'm not diagnosing. I'm just saying this can be one of the layers, a tumor. I had fibroid tumors. I had trauma. This was fibroid tumors were in my uterus. It took work peeling through the traumas and the losses and the griefs and, and forgiveness. And my fibroids were healed. So recapping, you know, honoring all those emotions. You got to go through them, be with them, go to a rage room if you needed. Love that they have those. Um, Cry, sit and be with whatever's there. Maybe journal about it, talk to a counselor. The second key is this support, giving and receiving, receive, receive, receive. Where am I getting support? Nature, the universe, God, angels, support groups. Third, then, is this rebuilding forgiveness and claiming these gifts. And, you know, sometimes looking underneath some of our, our beliefs and what's there, I mean, some of our emotions, what's there, there's there's beliefs. That's our mental energy body. And there's beliefs there. And sometimes in that receiving, we have issues around, um, I don't deserve or our worthiness. 
So it's an opportunity to go, what's feeding this emotion? The mental body and emotional bodies are very much intertwined. And if we stay in some of these emotions, then we're not getting out. What's that belief feeding this? I'm not good enough. You know, um, I had many of those. Um, what I'm thinking of is um, like through a breakup and, and I was just kind of like one of the beliefs that came up in my heart was, I'm never going to get this right. Am I ever going to figure this out? And it's like, oh, okay, that's there. What do I choose to do with that right now? I'm going to listen. I'm going to offer myself some acceptance around that. And then bring in that soul self and say, oh, but I'm an infinite divine being. And the more that I connect my body and my soul, I know I'm whole and complete as I am. I'm not looking outside of me for something else. In that last key of that forgiveness claiming gift, there is that expansion. That's what it's all about. Our soul journey will go through what it needs to go through in order for why are we here this lifetime? What is our mission? You know, and in that lots of self-love, acceptance, trust where you're guided, notice those intuitive hits, the, the guidance that comes through. Reach for, receive, Whatever it is that you need, if you need extra support, please call a therapist. If you have any thoughts of self-harm, there's a suicide hotline. I wish I had it here. Um, therapists reach to others. There are supportive groups. There are others that are there to be with you. You deserve, you are worthy. As we each one of us heals our heart into a more peaceful, accepting, loving way sends out this huge, beautiful ripple effect out into the planet. Each one is a divine, unique being meant to be here. Many lives are being touched. So with that, I'm going to close.